Welcome to Leaf and Barrel Podcast. My name is Scott. My name is Tim. And my name is John. How's everybody doing? You know, it's been a while since we've been uh, in-house and recording. Uh, it's nice to get back and get in the habit of things here. It's yeah. You know, with the vacation and everything and just uh, time and scheduling, like, it's nice to be back. Although with the weather, it feels like we haven't left at all because we, we hit 60s and then we're back into the 30s and 40s. and Threatening snow for the last week oh, here. Yeah. Kill me. That can go away. Thanks, Wisconsin. You're a real peach. <laughs> but it was another day of uh, smoking cigars, drinking some whiskey. Um, I personally am a little under, under the weather. Yeah. Uh, but anytime that you can smoke a, a good cigar and drink a good whiskey, it makes the day that much better. So it certainly makes that uh, two hours disappear on you. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, John, what kind of swishers were we smoking tonight? Uh, none. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yes. It's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, we were actually smoking a, a pretty good cigar. We were smoking the Rocky Patel Platinum Cigar. Uh, so this was their Toro size. It was six and a half by fifty-two, so six and a half inches long. Ring gauge was fifty-two. Wow, uh, that seems bigger around than what I thought it actually was. So I wonder if that has to do with the box press. Yeah. So this this was a our first box press cigar, uh, which basically means it's uh, instead of a circle, it's more of a square. So press it down in a box. It's got okay. some flat edges on it. Yeah. yeah. So some people like that uh, more than the round edge. Some people say that it, it brings out the flavor more. Um, it's really just going to be a personal preference. What way do you like smoking? Um, with the box, I really should preference. It's really not like a square. I would say it's more of a rectangle. So you have yeah. two flat ends, edge, edges, excuse me, and then two shorter edges. Yeah, so, a little more rounded on those edges. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about that when, when I do my review of the cigar. But Scott, what did you think of it? I thought it was decent. Uh, it was, I thought it was a little more on the medium to full end as far as cigars that we've smoked before go. Um, initially when we took the dry draw, uh, I got some cocoa and a little bit of like sweetness, like maybe a raisin or a fig, something like that. I don't think it was quite raisin, but it was kind of like that, like real sweet sugary fruit. Um, but once we started smoking it, it was, like I said, a medium to full that at least that's what I thought. Uh, I thought it was a very solid burn as well. It uh, it burned very consistently. I didn't have any issues there until literally the last like two minutes of smoking it, where I I just had a little canoeing. I thought it was was really nice. Uh, it was a little peppery. Uh, I actually thought it was more spice than pepper, but reading the description, it comes back as as pepper uh, and a little woody. I thought it was okay. Not my favorite. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to buy it again, but. Uh, if I had to give it a rating, I would probably give it about a seven. Okay. All right. So how'd you feel about like the construction as a whole then? Oh, I thought it was great. It held together really nice. Yeah. Uh, like how'd I said, you feel about the, the box shape? I kind of liked it. Yeah? yeah. I thought it felt, it just like sat in the fingers really nicely to me. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy box press everything, you know? Yeah, that's fair. But if a cigar is a box press, I'm not going to stray away from it. Because uh, I, I kind of liked it. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. How about you, Tim? Uh, so I think I'd have to agree with you on a lot of that. Uh, we The construction was really good. You know, I didn't have any struggles except for when I talked for a bit long. And then I had some tunneling. Other than that, it didn't canoe or anything on me. I had a gash in mine uh, at the very, like, uh, front end of it. Uh, but I burned right past it without an issue. There's probably a couple layers on the wrap, so it probably didn't get all the way through. Or just being that far forward, it just didn't matter, right? Uh, the ash was good. It held together really well. It took care of itself fairly cleanly uh, for most of us. Uh, 
We uh, the as far as the flavors are concerned, like like you said, you take it out of the wrapper and it's got that cocoa and um, kind of leathery uh, smell to it. The pre-draw definitely gave me. I I'm gonna say raisin. Like it definitely tasted raisiny. You could get a real strong feel of the uh, the cocoa notes on it. And then during the burn, that I definitely had a pepper feel uh, throughout the uh, uh, the cigar. I see what you're saying with the spice, but I I would lean towards the the pepper myself. Yeah, even the description did say pepper. Yeah, and that's you know everybody's going to kind of get their own feel for it. Um, the definitely woody all the way through. Uh, not quite peaty, but like headed in that direction. It was a planty, earthy kind of thing. Uh, like I said, a little woody, um, little leather notes here and there. That was kind of a background uh, flavor on the whole thing. Uh, there wasn't, it didn't feel like there was much of a journey, right? It it softened out towards the end, I think. It became a smoother smoke. It was a little harsh on the first quarter inch, half inch. After that, it smoothed out uh, it was a real nice, heavy producer, but it didn't feel heavy in the mouth. So, you know, it, I would call it a strong medium cigar. Uh, I don't know if I noticed anything about it being box cut ne- or box pressed necessarily. It didn't feel like it did anything. It it does make it a little weird to kind of rotate the cigar because of it having edges. It doesn't quite, you can't do a, you know, a, a five degree rotation. <laughs> like you kind of have to flip it over uh, or hold it in a weird angle so it's long in your fingers sure uh, um but all that said and done uh, rating it i'd have to agree with you 100 percent. i think this was a seven how about you john so again um i'm a little under the weather uh, my sinuses are really congested so i feel like I, I missed out on some of the aspects of this cigar so I'm, I'm gonna lay that out front there and it's it's probably going to bias my rating in my opinion of the cigar that's fair um when we did when we did start out tim i absolutely agree there was a, a a really strong raisin flavor in the pre-draw once we first cut the cigars. Um, but when you you lighted it up, um, that flavor was gone immediately. So if you didn't have the pre-draw, that you would have never experienced. Yeah, no, that it it was only the pre-draw. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, I was getting notes of cocoa and coffee um, in the beginning, um, and then it quickly transitioned into the. Um, the earthiness, uh, was, and and I agree with you. It, it's not peaty, but there was something there. Um, when we were lo- reading the description, it said mesquite for the cigar, and I, I would completely agree with it. There was that that smokiness, which is really I feel is a cop out for. Oh, how's the cigar taste? Smoky. <laughs> wow, you're really good at what you're doing. Um, but it's like the tobacco description. <laughs> yeah, but there was it, that. It smells like tobacco. Yeah, uh, there was. Excuse me. There was that that smokiness, that earthiness to it, um, and there was that pepper in the background. Um, now I'm I'm a little upset um, because I did not get any of the leather flavor in the background. So, yeah, I didn't either. And I really enjoy leather. Yeah, so. I, I noticed like you know when I say that I noticed it, it was real subtle, like top of the palate, back mm-hmm. of the mouth, like it snuck in there and disappeared as fast as it showed up. Yeah, um, one of the things that I've I've often said is when you tend to get sick or you're just a little bit under the weather, everything in life just gets a little bit harder. It's not, you know, monumentally harder, but it's like, all right, I got to concentrate on just a little bit more than what I normally would be doing. Um, So I noticed I was definitely doing that with this cigar um, and the fact that I was smoking it a lot faster than both of you were. Um, I'm generally a slower smoker. I I like to take my time, develop the flavors, but I was just trying so hard to pull out the different flavors. I was about a third of the way into the cigar and you guys were about a quarter of the way into yours. Yeah. It, It kept 
catching up with that. So I probably smoked the cigar a little bit faster than what I should have. Um, as a result of that, about half of my cigars, my cigar wasn't tunneling and it didn't canoe, but it did a combination of both of them. It burned about halfway through the cigar and I, I did have to touch it up. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but I am actually not a fan of the box pressed cigars. I really like a circular cigar and I've, I don't know if this is just me or if it's a bad habit or it's just how I smoke. Uh, once I take a draw on the cigar, I just rotate it a little bit in my fingers. So I I'm, I'm constantly rotating my cigar. Um, with the box press cigars, I find I don't rotate my cigars at all. And I tend to have a little bit of an issue um, with the burn, especially when we go outside and we have more of a wind factor, wind issue. Um, thankfully, when we're smoking inside, uh, we don't have to deal with the wind or anything like that. But that's always been, if I see something in a box press cigar, unlike you, I tend to steer away from it, regardless of who, who puts it out or who, who makes it manufactures it, just give me a round cigar. I've never been a big fan of the box press cigars. That being said, um, it burned extremely well. It smoked extremely well. Um, a lot of a, smoke. Yeah, we had a triple cap on that cigar, so which is really nice. It makes cutting the cigar really easy. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the flavors from what I was uh, able to pull out. Again, even uh, with my sinuses being a little out of whack, I really enjoyed the cigar. Um, would it be something that I would purposely go out and buy a box of? No, probably not. Yeah. If someone would offer me a stick of, you know, like, hey, here's what we're smoking. Great. I'm, I know I'm going to have a good time with it. So I would agree with your rating system. I would probably go uh, maybe a 6.5 just because of the actual shape of the cigar. That's fair. Um, but overall, it's a solid cigar. And if if you want to get into, you know, a more earthy cigar, I think this is a great place to start. Yeah. yeah I'd agree it's an earthy cigar. And like we said, you know, the, the box press, you know, that's a, it's a preference. You know, not everybody likes it. Some people do, you know, no judging. Yeah. Someone once said it's just the way that it feels. And it's like, you like the way that it felt in your fingers. I don't. I don't like that feeling. I, I feel like I'm squishing the cigar when I'm really not. It's already essentially been squished. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it feels weird putting something square in my mouth. That was a little awkward. Yeah, there, there's definitely an adjustment period. Uh, getting getting whole... a good seal around it from time to time can get a little rough. Yeah, it does. But... I, I can I can see that. Yeah, and I can even see that being a detractant. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to the overall feel. But a, yeah. again, I, I mostly smoke what you would call traditional shaped cigars. So I've maybe had four or five box press cigars in my lifetime. So it's it's something that I, I don't. I don't look for, but if someone's going to give me one, I'm definitely going to try it. It's oh, just, sure. If I had to pick between a standard cigar shape versus a box press one, I'm going to go with the standard. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's just me, and I know it is. All right. And I, I think that's going to be the case with box press in general. Like, yeah. You know, I, I don't know a ton about the differences, right? But I can't imagine it really having a strong impact on the way that the cigar burns or feels or tastes or anything like that. So that's that makes a ton of sense. You know, if it's not something you're too into, I can totally see that being a, eh, I'd prefer this if it was round. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't see it changing the way it tastes. I could see the way it burns because like John said, you know, you're not rotating it nearly yeah, as much. Yeah, that's fair. And when you do, you're basically having to rotate it 180 mm -hmm. because having those slightly rounded smaller edges yep. like that fit weird so you got to basically go the full 180 to rotate yeah but so, so what tim whiskey you're our main guy for this we, what what were we drinking we did bring whiskey that is kind of something we do on we, a weekly basis we do here. that we you brought we, a you brought a whiskey and it had a strange color on the bottle it, i'm not used to seeing this that, that is fair it had a, a nice teal kind of color to yeah. it um teal. right so it's uh <laughs> teal. Teal. uh it's a uh, 
it was Jack Daniels Master Distiller Series Number Four. This is the recipe that. Uh, so the Master Distiller Series in general is Jack's uh, homage to their their Master Distillers uh, and the recipes and styles that they brought to the Jack family during their times. So number four is Jess Gamble, uh, and this is their homage to what he did uh, during his time as the distiller. And he is their first distiller to come from not the Jack family. Ah. Yep, so that's that's an interesting bit of history there. Uh, so it's, it's a standard Jack, but it, it's... <sighs> Not quite standard, I guess, because it it's really weird to describe. Uh, it, it It's a little bit lighter, I think, yes. than standard Jack. So I guess with all that in mind, uh, Scott, since you actually joined us uh, for an ac- for a tumbler with ice and everything, like legit whiskey. like. I mean, oak. this is the second episode where I've done that. Still surprised. Yeah. I, so I still... how, did you, how did you feel about the whiskey as a whole? You know, when I first started drinking it, uh, you know, we sampled this a bit last week, but we didn't record yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hated it last week. I, With the cigar we were smoking, I don't know what it was. It just came off super peaty to me and earthy. And Yeah, to be fair, I, I love the fact that you didn't like it because Tim and I split your drink and it was great. I got more whiskey. I, I said yeah, I, I would have finished super it. super mad by that. Yeah. <laughs> you took my whiskey, boys. I would apologize, but I won't. No, I'd do <laughs> uh, it again. But being for the podcast this week, even if I wasn't going to like it, I was still willing to commit. Because we're here for you, This is the for listeners. you guys. Um, I thought it started out very astringent. You know, there was a lot of burn, I thought. And I thought it was very earthy at first as well, like it was last week. Uh, but the further I went in, and I, I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, ice melts. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice little way to water down a drink. And uh, it toned back that astringency and that burn. And it became, you know, I, I, I did actually pull out, you know, a little bit of oaky and some smoky in there. And I also had a little bit of, well, now that I'm sitting here and it's really watered down, I, I feel like I can pull out some vanilla as well. But while smoking the cigar, I pulled out something that was like really sweet. And I want to say it was honey, but I can't quite say it was honey. That's fair. But it was that real like natural sweetness. It wasn't something like, you know, artificially sweet. Okay, yeah. Uh, And it became more enjoyable as we went further into the glass. That's never a bad sign. No. Uh, But see, I don't like the burn. That's one of my big things about drinking whiskey straight or on the rocks is you just get that burn, and I hate the alcohol burn. That's fair. That's not for Uh, everybody. So once, like I said, once that went away... The earthiness also kind of went away as well, and it I started to be able to pull out the flavors, and it was, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, but as far as my career of drinking whiskey goes, which is very short, yep. it was probably one of the most enjoyable whiskeys I've had so far. Good. Being as I was able to pull out some of those flavors. And I'm hoping that uh, that's something that, you know, as we get further into this, as a, you know, as a, as kind of a... A demonstration to our listeners that these tastes and profiles and things that we pull out, like John and I, this isn't because we have some supernatural power, right? It's they not develop. because we have I'm some not a superhero. Uh, you're my superhero. That's all I meant. You're not a superhero. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that's that's really good because it shows that, like you said, it, this is a learned thing. You start to kind of feel where different flavors. It, it doesn't are. come overnight. Not at all. And you know. With the, uh, it depends on how much whiskey you drink that night. <laughs> it might come back up. That's right. <laughs> uh, 
But, you know, the first few times I drank the whiskey, drank the Kool-Aid, drank the whiskey, whatever. Yeah, it's the uh, same thing. I wasn't able to pull out any flavors but burn and whiskey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know how you guys do it. But, you know, I think back to when we started this podcast. We're superheroes. Uh, when, when we started this podcast, I did the same thing with cigars, too. Like, mm-hmm. I smoked a cigar and I was just like. Tastes like burning. It Go tastes ahead. like burning tobacco. <laughs> uh, so... It is, like like I said, one of those things that it develops, and it makes me happy that I'm kind of being able to pull out some of the flavors. I'm glad that you can join us on this journey. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, you guys said you were going to make a man out of me one day. Sooner or later. <laughs> I'm working on it, guys. Man, we were ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if I had to rate it, you know, if I had to rate it at the beginning, man... I hated it. Okay. I, I would have rated this sub five. All right. All right. Uh, That's rough, but well, I, I understand it. I totally get it. But the further I went into it, I think I would... It's hard because I don't have much to relate it to. That's fine. That's what you're here for. Uh, compared to the whiskey we had on the last podcast, and that's not the April Fool's one. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, I would probably have to give... This was uh, this would rate higher, and I don't remember what I rated the last one at. Well, let's let's hear it. I, I think I would give it a 7, too. Like, it was yeah. good. It, it had some good flavors that I was able to pull out. Good. Uh, and it didn't get overly sweet, but it had that nice little sweetness to it once it finally, you know, watered down a bit. That's fair, yeah. So, yeah, I think I'd, I think I'd go to the 7. That's not a it bad It became real smooth there at the end, too. Yeah. So how about you, John? Um, I really enjoyed this whiskey. Um, good. Scott, I have to disagree with you. Um, I don't think there was any burn at the start of it. I thought it was just really smooth at the start. Um, but I, I, I get where you're coming from. As someone who normally doesn't drink whiskey, I, I think uh, we're almost kind of putting you at a disadvantage. I think if we would compare this with regular Jack to, you know, the, the old distiller number four, um, there would be a huge disparity of, you know, uh, traditional Jack. It's got that burn right away. And this is, oh, this is really mellow and really smooth. Well, I did experience that because... Me and Tim went on vacation mm-hmm. recently, and we did the Jack Daniels Distillery yeah. Tour, which is where we picked this bottle up at. And uh, mm-hmm. we also did a tasting with it, and they gave us five different Jacks to taste. Okay. And I never, you know, when you're tasting, you know, it's like a, a quarter ounce at a yep. time. You know, they're not giving you a ton. Yeah. But you could taste the difference in mm-hmm. those. Like, some were way stronger. Yes. You know, some had way more of a burn. Others were way smooth. and. And I get it when you can compare them side by side. Yeah, but when you but just start when off... It, it's, when it's week to week, it's, it's so hard to pull that difference. That sounds like a you problem, and you should be drinking more whiskey <laughs> on a daily basis. I agree with this. So, um, but no, I don't think this one had that much of a burn um, at all. I think it was really enjoyable. I think actually this would be quite enjoyable to do straight, not even do it on the rocks or with any water. Uh, as we were drinking it, we did it with the rocks. Um, in terms of flavor profile, I couldn't really smell the whiskey, sadly, because, again, my sinuses are all stuffed up. I know that's a huge part of whenever you're tasting or eating anything yeah. um, is this how, how, it, how it smells is really big. Um, but I was able to get, um, again, this is going to sound like a cheap cop-out. It was a smokiness and oakiness that I really enjoyed with it. Um, and then as I went along, it, I wouldn't necessarily say it became sweeter, but it was a little bit more floral. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the whiskey. Um, sadly, I can't really go into much more detail of, <laughs> about that. Um, but overall, if I had to give it a rating, um, solid seven, solid eight. So I, I really enjoyed this whiskey. So. All right. How about you, Tim? So I'm with John. I think this is a fantastic whiskey. Now, it is 
it is still Jack. So, you know, you say Smoky and Oaky, and, like, that is Jack's hallmark. That is their bread and butter. That is mm, beautiful. Let's go. Uh, I'm with you. It was a very smooth whiskey, even right off the bat. Uh, but I know that, again, we just have way more experience on what is a smooth whiskey and what is not. Uh, and we're just much more acclimated to the idea of, hey, this is actually smooth. You know, and yeah. for most drinkers, it might not be, but because whiskey is intense, you know, there's a lot going on there. I, as far as flavor profiles concerned, uh, you know, I picked up, it, it was a very, it is sweet. It is sweeter than regular Jack is. Uh, I don't know that I agree necessarily with honey, right? And I know that you couldn't quite put a word yeah, on it. I had a, not in, quite in my right. notes, I had a question mark by honey because I didn't think it was honey. But yeah, is definitely. Can I put a, a question mark by a question mark? <laughs> of course, outstanding. <laughs> so I I agree. I it, it is it is definitely sweeter than say standard Jack. It is a sweeter whiskey in general. Um, there, I definitely picked up a bit of the caramel as we got deeper into the cigar and the, comp, uh, the whiskey, as you took a drag and took a sip, the caramel kind of started speaking to me a little bit more clearly. That might've been what it was then. That could be. Yeah. Uh, then there was also, uh, it's, I'm going to call it kind of an earthiness, but it was kind of like, uh, oily, uh, like like a a peanut oil kind of flavor uh, that hung out at like the very back of the throat. It just kind of lingered for a little bit, and uh, that was really interesting to experience. And I don't know if that was because of the cigar or necessarily because that's this particular recipe for Jack. Um, but I really enjoyed it overall. I thought it was smooth. I thought it was delicious. The finish, like you said, was floral. Uh, definitely a lot of oak. The smokiness was there. You know the 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 Jack Hallmarks, and then a little bit extra for being this slightly different recipe. Yes. Uh, I would give this a solid nine. Wow. Uh, this is this is definitely one of my favorite Jacks that we've had. This is a, this is a damn good whiskey in general. Uh, it's definitely not perfect. Uh, it could have been a bit smoother. Uh, some of the flavors could have been a bit more pronounced. Uh, right. But I'm a big fan of oak and smoke in general, so probably why I like Jack Daniels, largely speaking. So, yeah, I, I was a big fan of uh, Master Distiller Series 4. It's... This is a damn good recipe. I mean, you've been them. a pretty big uh, fan of all of the Master Distillers series that you've had. They're just, they're nice takes. Like, it's still very clearly Jack Daniels, and then they all have just a little something extra. It's Jack with extra. Twist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And none of them have been bad twists, but they've no. all been individual and unique. It's very clear that these are not the same thing, that the Master Distiller, you know, it's weird because you think, oh, it's the Master Distiller. He just makes sure that they're all the same. But it's very clear that they all kind of have their own take on what the recipe should be. Sure. And when you're able to taste them back to back like this. Or what it could be. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, you exist in a time of the master distiller. Like we have numbers, the the seventh master distiller, and I'm faltering on his name here. And that's the Jack that I know and love. But when Jess Gamble, you know, when he was doing it, that would have been the Jack Daniels. That wouldn't, it wouldn't, it's not a a unique recipe. That's just what Jack would have tasted like. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to see that my Jack isn't necessarily Jack. It is this distiller's Jack. And that's fine. Uh, And I'm excited to see what maybe the next distiller uh, comes up with. Uh, oh, absolutely. So you could be waiting a few years. This guy's oh, yeah, not no, very no, he's, old. He's, yeah, he's got time, and that's fine, because I love his Jack. So I think, yeah, like I said, rating it, I'd give this a solid nine. It was a fantastic whiskey. All right. So, John, do you got a tip of the week for us this week? Yeah, I got lots of tips. Oh, okay. <laughs> Should we do one on cigars? 
That's, that sounds like a good idea. That seems like part of the plan, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Otherwise, change your oil every 3,000 miles. Also Ooh. a very good tip. I yes. should probably do that. Yes. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the cigar tip of the week. Um, and actually, I got this, um, I came up with this tip or this idea from you, Scott. Oh, uh, Believe it or not. So Scott. How did, how did I mess up? Our cigar novice or newbie, um, I'm actually going to say you're, you're stepping up into the game a little bit more than Tim here. He went out and he got himself a humidor. And yes, he, he went, did. I did. He went out and he has since then seasoned the humidor. Um, I'm not going to talk about how to season the humidor. There are, uh, there are really plenty of videos good for that. videos on YouTube about that. Um, my, my biggest thing is take your time with seasoning your humidor. Don't rush it. It's... Take your time. Um, but I wanted to talk about the humidity inside your humidor. Um, so everyone likes a cigar a certain way, and the, humi- the humidity of the cigar plays a huge factor into this. Um, now, whenever you're looking at your humidor, there's going to be two big numbers. One's going to be the relative humidity, or the RH, and one is going to be the temperature. The temperature should always be around right between 68 degrees and 70 to 72. Um, if you're going to get lower than that, um, you're going to start uh, having a bad time with your cigars, um, if, especially if it's getting lower. If you're going to get it higher than that, you're going to start getting in uh, dangerous areas of mold. Um, one of the nice things about in, in Wisconsin is you don't really have to worry too much about the temperature or in any house. Uh, just put the air conditioning on or the heat on, depending on the time of the season, you, and you will be okay. Now, relative humidity. Uh, that's going to be anywhere from about 65 degrees up to 72, 73 degrees, depending on what, how you like uh, your cigars. Yes, percent. Sorry, relative humidity. So... What was interesting about this is I was doing a little bit of research is most people... What was that range again? 65 to 72. Okay. So if you get above 72 degrees, um, you're going to start growing mold on your cigars. And the downside with mold on a cigar is just like mold on bread. It's going to ruin the entire cigar. You can't save it. You need to throw out that cigar immediately. If you don't keep your cigars in the cellophane when it comes in, you've got to throw out everything that's in your uh, humidor. So leave the cellophane on the cigars. It's going to be absolutely fine. Um, but how the cigar smokes and how they act is all based off of the humidity. Now, most Cuban cigars, um, and people for some reason view Cuba as the standard for cigars, um, they actually keep their cigars a lot drier than the rest of the world. They keep it right at that 65% um, percent mark. Um, I've tried uh, keeping my humidor right around that 65% uh, mark. Um, I found my cigars were a little drier. Um, the downside with that is if you're not as sure as you are with your cut or you're not, you just don't go and cut it, um, you, you're going to be more likely to rip the, uh, you know, where you're cutting the cigar, you're going to have a bad time with your wrapper. Um, the cigars are actually going to burn a little bit faster and they're going to burn a little bit hotter because the tobacco is just going to be drier. Um, as you get up in humidity, the cigar is going to become a little bit spongier. Now, again, we don't want it too spongy, but it's going to have a little bit more give into it when you uh, push down between your thumb and your forefinger. Um, and it's going to burn. It's, it's going to have a little tougher draw and it's going to be a little damper is the best way that I can describe it. Now, obviously you don't want your cigar smoking or dripping wet or anything like that. Um, but I have found a really good match if you're just starting off is 70 by 70. So 70 degrees by 70% relative humidity. Um, start with that 
If you feel like your cigar is um, too spongy or you, you don't like the draw that you're getting on your cigar saying it's too tough, um, back off your humidity for a little bit in your humidor, which is going to be relatively easy for you, for you to do. If you think that your cigar is actually too dry and you, and you think it's burning up too quickly and you're not really able to enjoy your cigar, uh, bump up the humidity in your humidor. So each person is going to be a little bit unique. Um, but I would start off but with a 70 by 70. It's a quick, easy number to memorize, and then go from there and adjust. But again, each person is going to be different, but 70 by 70 is a really good spot to start off with. Scott, I'm going to bring you into the tip of the week. What is your humidor currently set at? Uh, my house in general, it's sitting around 74 degrees. Okay. So mine's been hovering right at 74 degrees. And as far as humidity goes, I've been staying pretty consistent between about 70 and about 75% humidity. Okay. I so would, I'm a little on the higher end right yeah, now. Yeah, I would, I would recommend trying to back that off if possible. Try to keep your humidor out of the sun. It's uh, not. It is okay. straight up in the kitchen out of the sun. Okay, and it's not on top of the stove, right? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. It's nope. not. It's on a cupboard. It's not in the stove? No. Okay, not in the fridge? In the no, freezer. no, no. I feel like I need to cover these things. No, no, all right. no. It's so, just on a cupboard. All right, perfect. Yeah, if, and if keep the humidor out of direct sunlight because that's only going to add to the temperature. Um, but yeah, as long as you're happy with the way that your cigars are smoking, um, don't let anyone else tell you the rules of what your humidor has to be set at. They're your cigars. As long as you're not getting mold or you're not getting um, tobacco beetles on your cigars, you're good to go. Yeah, mine, mine hovering a little high right now because to get it to maintain at first i had uh two sponges in there for sure. the humidity but now that it's staying at that i'm gonna back it off i'm gonna pull one of them out of there so and, and it's really easy to get the humidity to drop you open it up for a little bit yep let, and your humidity will drop let the uh, cedar dry out a little bit and you'll yep. be and it doesn't go. take long no i mean you Less leave it open five minutes i was gonna say you leave it open for three minutes and that humidity drops quite a bit down yep so it's not like you need to open it up for a day. That cedar dries out real quick. So so that's the cigars tip of the week, 70 by 70, if you have a humidor. Start there and figure out what you like. If your cigars are burning too quickly, raise the humidity. If it's too spongy for your taste, drop the humidity. I am definitely going to have to nut up and uh, actually get a uh, a humidor here now that we're getting a little bit more serious in this whole business. And I know, like like John was saying, you know, it uh, it's time-consuming to season a humidor. This didn't happen overnight. It definitely took me a good week, week and a half before I was able to sustain the correct humidities in my, my humidor. Yeah. So take your time. And they also say do not put your cigars in your humidor while you're seasoning it. Yes. Yeah. Do not do that. Don't. We'll put put your cigars in your humidor once it is fully seasoned. So, yep. and, and perhaps next week we can talk about cellophane on, cellophane off for the sure. tip of the week. It looks sounds like a great tip for next week. Outstanding. So, Scott, we pair whiskeys and cigars, and you've joined us again for the whiskey, which is really exciting. So super exciting. How would you say that we had the pairing between the Jack Number Four and the Rocky Patel Platinum? How they how they play together? Hmm. I don't think they hurt each other any. I don't think they did a whole lot for each other. Uh, I didn't, when I got that real like sweetness out of the whiskey, I didn't get that until after I took a drag of the cigar. So I think that actually helped with the whiskey. I don't think the whiskey did much for the cigar. Okay. I think the cigars, you know, maintained fairly consistent throughout the entire cigar. But it was, I was probably about mm, two thirds through my cigar when all of a sudden I started tasting that like sweet, and I, I, I say honey, but I don't, I don't think that's the right word for it. Yeah. That like sweet taste to it. And I, I, I liked the sweeterness when it came out of the whiskey. Um, 
So I think it did help the whiskey. So it brought something to it. It didn't bring anything away. So right there alone, it's above a five. Uh, I think I'd probably have to give it probably about a six and a half, seven. And I know it seems weird giving everything around that same rating, but I mean, it's a, like realistically, a lot of things are going to fall in that range. You know, yep. we we typically choose fairly decent. The vast majority qual- of things should be average. That's why they're average, right? I mean, right. but it seems like the vast majority of things I've been rating are above average. <laughs> well, but we also don't choose average things. No, you know, no, we don't come in with. Hey, I brought in the Swishers, and you guys pooped all over them <laughs> for a bunch of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I would go with that. I'd probably hover more around the six and a half. I don't okay. think I'd go quite as high as seven because just bringing out the sweetness, I don't think was enough to say this was that good that it was a seven because, you know, you you still had some other flavors and whiskey flavors that I probably didn't pull out. But yeah, that's fair. I think the pairing right there would be at a six and a half. It was above average because it helped it. It helped one of the two. It okay. didn't help both. So how about you, Tim? Yeah, that's my name. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Having a little brain fart there. Uh, so I feel like I'd have to agree with you largely. Um, you know, they were both really good on their own. Uh, I obviously was a big fan of the whiskey. Uh, the cigar was solidly above average. They, I don't feel like they played together a ton. Uh even talking about like whiskeys will typically get a bit sweeter with a heavier cigar because it will start of tone down some of the smoky and oaky kind of flavors, but those still were pretty prominent in the whiskey. Uh, the the cigar being like I said, I think it was a pretty strongly in the medium. It didn't have this like palate wiping effect on it. Uh, I didn't feel so realistically. Uh, I'd have to give them like a five five. Uh, they played well, fairly like they didn't. They treated each other well. Neither of them detracted from one another. Uh, but I do think that they all—they both the flavors that each one brought interacted in a slightly, slightly above neutral manner. Right? It wasn't. Right. They didn't. They didn't play off of each other a ton, but they definitely played with each other a little bit. So yeah, I, I think a five-five is a pretty, uh, pretty sound. Is a pretty sound uh, rating for this pairing. What about you, John? I'd have to agree. Um, I thought the cigar was great. I thought the whiskey was really good as well. Um, I don't think um, the cigar didn't bring out really anything in the whiskey, and the whiskey didn't bring anything out in the cigar. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the you know the earthiness, the smokiness of the cigar, and I thought that played really well with the whiskey. But I still would have enjoyed the whiskey flavors without the cigar, and vice versa. Yeah. Um, there's an expression you know American as a, as apple pie, and apple pie is really good. And when I think America, I think Fourth of July, I think hot dog eating contest. So hot dogs and apple pie. All right. Uh, both of those by themselves pretty darn good. And I think that's what we had here. But if I'm I don't want to cut up chunks of my hot dog and throw them in my apple pie. I don't think. It's going to really do anything. Live no. some life, John. Uh, yeah. So, and I, and I think <laughs> that, I, that was the appropriate response. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that's what we had here. I think we had two really good things, but they, they when consumed, you know, relatively close at the same time. So we had our hot dogs as our cigar, uh, and then we had our whiskey as our apple pie or as our dessert. I think it was a great meal. Um, I wouldn't want to do it at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's not going to, yeah, the flavors are going to be there, but it's not going to help anything. Um, so I, w- I would give it a solid five. It, both were good, but there wasn't really not- anything necessarily there. Yeah, that's fair. I totally All understand right. that. I think that just about wraps it up. So uh, if if people want to get a hold of us, how can they do so? 
anywhere they see fit. You can reach us uh, at Gmail. Uh, carrier Pigeon? Yeah. That's I, where I was going. Gladly. Like, if you can figure out where we live to Carrier Pigeon us, I will, I will, yes, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> I have coworkers who listen to this. They can find my address. We don't want that. Uh, that's No, that's that's on there now. They can Carrier oh, Pigeon you, so good luck with that. That's a me problem. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a you problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to reach us, uh, uh, you can email us at leafandbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach us on any social media at leafandbarrelpodcast. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at leafbarrelpod. Uh, I can't promise that we'll respond to everything, but I can promise that we will read it all. We are constantly looking for chips, suggestions, uh, questions, anything like that to to make this as good as we can make it for you. Uh, so we are always looking for anything we can get from you. Uh, like, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We enjoy hearing from you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's what gets us, you know, that's what helps makes this as good as it can be because uh, we want this to be the best whiskey and cigar podcast out there. Uh, you can always get us on Patreon. It's Leaf and Barrel Podcast where, you know, any support helps at all uh, to help cover the costs of the podcast itself. We don't make any money doing this. So uh, the intro and outro music, however, is by our man Arn Husby. It is the Warm Duck Shuffle. We want to thank him uh a lot for that. That's a fantastic music. Uh, you look that man up. He has earned your money, I promise. He does good work. Yes, he does. So uh, do we have a final question for this week? Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, between you and your friend, friends, who has accidentally sent a dirty text to the wrong person? Me. Me. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. <I've>, yeah. <laughs> I think two of the three here have. Yeah. Three of the three? Three no, of the three? Not oh. two of the three. I, I, I knew at least two. Because <laughs> I've, I've sent one to Tim, actually, when it was supposed to go to someone else. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Lose my number immediately. Yeah. Uh, I only text you through the podcast text, oh, so <laughs> you're, you're good there. Uh, this has been Leaf and Marrow Podcast. My name is Scott. My name is Tim. And my name is John. Have a great night. <laughs>